welcome to episode 14 of Super States Practices of Transformation with me, your host, Joshua Peters. Super States explores that intersection of trance states and all the ways you can access them to personal or professional growth. In each episode of Super States, we talk to world class experts, to industry leaders, and revolutionary thinkers who all share the latest information and tools along with their personal story to inspire you on your journey. This week, I talk with Thomas Safran. Thomas went from law enforcement to becoming a mind coach and a hypnotist, and he is about to take us on a journey of growth. Through the whole episode, Thomas drops nuggets of wisdom and practical techniques that inspire change. Ready to, to take your mind to the next level? Don't go anywhere. We're about to unlock, shift, and empower with Thomas Safran. Welcome to Super States, Tom. I am I'm excited to have you on. Uh, thank you for joining me today. Joshua, thank you for the opportunity to come and speak with you and your audience. I'm really looking forward to, to chatting with you. Well, we're looking forward to learning more about you as well. Uh, just to get started, since probably most people that are watching this don't know who you are or what you do, why don't you describe what it is that you do and how that can transform lives or maybe even how it's transformed your own life? Sure. So um, I've been a, a hypnotist uh, for about seven years, um, certified since uh, October 2016. And uh, before that, I was in law enforcement for 27 years. Uh, sometimes it, it seems to people to be counterintuitive to go from being a cop to a hypno guy. But um, I, I really um, learned about neurolinguistic programming in my law enforcement career. And that kind of led me through, you know, if, if anybody's interested, they can read the story in, in my book, A Guide to Your Mind, uh, where I tell the story about how I ended up making the transition to becoming a hypnotherapist and um, and really I, I kind of fancy myself more as a mind coach because I I teach people techniques and things that are, come from NLP and from IEMT and other modalities and then we solidify all that with hypnosis so I have a practice here just outside of Savannah Georgia called hypnosis of Savannah and again we've been open for business since uh, October 2016 awesome um, okay, so you mentioned your book uh, yeah. and how people can learn about your story, but you know what? I'm going to ask you to tear the tear the cover off that book and let us know. <laughs> tell us a little bit about your journey. How how did you get to this point? To go from a, a cop to a hypnotist does seem like a bit of a stretch. Although I can see the whole idea of using NLP as um, as a communication tool as a cop could be useful too. So yeah. why don't you share your experience? How how you got here? Well, so it started, I learned about neurolinguistic programming uh, in interviews and interrogations. I was actually an undercover narcotics agent. And um, so I used it for interviews and interrogations, but I also found it useful, uh, you know, as an undercover, I'm pretending to be somebody that I'm not, right? And I had to mm. kind of immerse myself into this world and, and understand how other people think and things. And so... I knew at that time when I went through that training that, that it was game changing. And I also knew from my trainer that there were other uses of NLP, such as in marketing and training and that sort of stuff. It wasn't until a few years later that uh, I actually became a trainer in law enforcement. And one day I kind of thought about how I was presenting material to my classes. And I thought about the transition that I was helping people make from being, you know, what we label as a civilian uh, to mm -hmm. now thinking, talking, breathing uh, law enforcement, you know, how to be able to go into chaos and bring peace, right? Peacemakers, yeah. that's what we are. Yep. So, um, so I, I became so fascinated with NLP 
and interviews and interrogations that I actually became a trainer um, of NLP in law enforcement and, and interviews and interrogations. And then fast forward then to 2012, 2013 timeframe, I was actually serving as a police advisor on a Department of State, U.S. Department of State mission uh, in Amman, Jordan. And I, I was in a conversation with a colleague and she shared with me how she had had a desire to become a hypnotherapist. And I was, you know, I inquired like, you know, yeah. hypnotherapy, like what's your experience with that? And she shared her experience. She told me she had gone to, to a hypnotist twice and it absolutely changed her life. And she shared some of that with me and that led me on a, you know, after everybody left my apartment there in Amman, Jordan, it, it led me on a Google journey that I thought would be a, like most of us, you know, you look something up maybe 15, 30 minutes and like 12 and a half hours later, 13 hours mm -hmm. later, I had uh, quickly realized the nexus between neuro-linguistic programming and hypnosis and, you know, Milton Erickson and, you know, all the history uh, that, that there was. And I was fascinated. I, and I was, I was ravenous to use a, a Jason Lynette uh, word. You know, I was ravenous for this stuff. And I just uh, watched videos and read books and that, that sort of thing for a couple of years until I really decided that I wanted to do something with it. I didn't know what yet, but, mm -hmm. um, and so I, I searched around for trainers and I, I mentioned uh, Jason Lynette. I um, started out with him. And then of course, you know, you can't just have one, right? So you, you take classes from various different hypnotists and kind of develop your own style. And um, I, I knew after, you know, we kind of had this thing where you would meet for, a week and then you'd go home for you know a month or something a month and a half and practice and whatnot and then you come back and i think we did that four or five times mm -hmm. over the course of like seven months by the second or third visit i already had my business card and a place i was going to rent and i had a plan you know so yeah um I, at, at first i thought i was just going to be dealing with stop smoking and weight loss and that sort of stuff but somehow or another, uh, maybe because of my, my, my personal past, as well as my experience in law enforcement, I just attract people with anxiety, post-traumatic stress, and that sort of stuff um, has really been the bulk of the clients that I see. So, sorry, probably a long answer to no, it. No, that's, that's but, what I was asking for. And, you know, as you were describing that to me, what occurs to me is uh, as a as a cop, you are interacting with people that are in altered states all the time, and because yeah. even just the fact that you're talking to a cop puts you into a different a different state than you are most for most people anyway when in your normal life, right? So, uh, what are the kind of lessons that you learned from uh, a cop that you now take into your hypnotherapy? Well, so, you know, it's funny you say that you talk about uh, altered states. I realized a long time ago that, you know, yes, to interact with a police officer for, for the average person, it's not something that they do every day. They're probably at the worst place in their life when they're interacting with a police yeah. officer. So I realized um, that that was... Uh, that was an important part of communications for officers. You mentioned, you know, NLP and the value of, of that for just advanced communication purposes. Mm -hmm. uh, but I also realized that I had to alter people's states as a trainer to, a, like I said, to a civilian, to someone who's now going to go into chaos <laughs> voluntarily yeah and solve someone else's problems up to and including possibly taking someone's life. Right. Right. That's, that's, that's pretty serious. Yeah. And certainly we're talking about taking people's freedoms, you know, placing them under arrest. So um, it's a huge undertaking. And when you think about the length of time that you have in a, 
a police training program, you know, depending on where you're at in the U.S., it could be anywhere from, you know, like eight weeks to 16 or 20 weeks. Um, it's not a long time to make a transition from, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, a normal citizen to now I'm going to rush into to a school shooting or, you know, to right. walk into somebody's domestic violence uh, argument and, you know, create peace out of thin air. So um, people have to see that in their mind before it can ever happen out here in reality. And I say that to my clients here all the time is that, you know, whatever it is, whether we're talking about solving a problem that you're struggling with, anxiety, uh, you know, getting over a bad habit, whatever, or in my next level uh, hypnotic coaching program, thinking about wherever you're at, whatever that next level is that you want to achieve, whether it's going back to school and earning a degree or starting a business or building a family, whatever it is that you want to do in life, you have to see it in your mind first. And, um, and I've just found that, you know, hypnosis, NLP, um, some other modalities, it's just, it helps a person create that vision and then see it as mm -hmm. real and then it becomes real. Does that make sense? Uh, totally. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, so you mentioned when you first started out, you thought you were going to be working with, with smokers and weight loss and then it became anxiety and, and PTSD. And, and now you're moving into uh, this new program, this next level program. What would you say has fundamentally changed about how you work from when you first started all those years ago until now? Well, you know, you and I have talked, you know, offline before. And, and, it, and it's, it's really funny when you, when you really think about it, all the things that we just got through talking about come down to one fundamental thing, and that is fear. Yeah. People make decisions, unfortunately, based on fear. Oftentimes, habits are created to sedate away from fear. Fear and anxiety kind of being the, uh, you know, anxiety being a fear of the future. Um, right. and, and in the case of PTSD, it's a person reliving the same event oftentimes over and over again. And so really, it's just about changing the pattern, right? So, um, so you, 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 you use that same, uh, that same process with, with few changes to solve a problem where I, I say people are in the pit of life. Mm -hmm. uh, they feel they say they they feel stuck um, yeah. or whether uh, whether they're you know truly suffering it really it's it's matter it's it's a matter of uh, changing perspectives right I, I talk about unlock shift in power um, that's the three parts of my program and anybody goes to my YouTube channel or anything they will constantly see me say unlock shift in power so the idea is that you get sort of unstuck or unlocked from the problem. You make these fundamental shifts to where, you know, if I work with a, a client for a six session program in the last couple of sessions, we're, we're probably not even talking about their, the problem that they originally came in for, mm -hmm. right? We're making a shift away from that problem. So now, now we're starting to look towards what's next, what's post Anxiety, you know, anxiety is something that I used to do. It's not a thing I have anymore. Right. And so um, then we move to that empowerment phase where I realize that I'm, I'm, I'm the master of my own mind. I'm not a victim of my thoughts and I can create the thoughts that I want and live the reality that I want. So um, really, I mean, the, the idea of the next level program um, is that I want to be able to serve more people um, and not just in my local area. So I'm launching this program to be online. Uh, so there will be portions of it that are, you know, like a video library, but there will also be coaching calls. And, and uh, you know, I've done 
lot, you know, one-on-one sessions with people around the country and even around the world, as, as I know you have, um, you know, we're in the age of technology, so we can yeah. reach out and touch someone from really far away and help them move to the next level. So I like that. Yeah. Uh, t- Tommy, I know that you, you like to learn, like you, you already told me that you kind of devoured, uh, what was the word that you, that you use? Uh, um, ravenous, ravenous, you're, you're, yeah. you're a ravenous learner. And yeah. so where do you, where do you like to learn from today? Where do you educate yourself? Well, you know, it, it's funny. And, and again, you and I have talked uh, offline as we've built a friendship over the last you know year or so. Um, I, I never want to limit myself. You know, I don't want to always go to the same source and I don't want to just be another, you know, Joshua Peters. I don't want to be another Richard Nongard or another Jason Lynette. Yeah. Um, and Milton Erickson even said this, right? He said, don't try to be me, you know, be you, right. be, be genuine. And so um, I think that, uh, that that really is my journey. And, and I hope that it's everyone's journey is to, to learn, you know, sometimes to get into a, an uncomfortable place, to challenge your thoughts, your beliefs. I think that really is an altered state, right? You have to go yeah. in and challenge those existing beliefs. Like, where did I come up with this idea from? Is this truth? Is this fact? Or is there possibly another way, you know, so in the case of being a hypnotist, is there another way to get the same result for my clients? So, mm-hmm. so with that, I, I know I didn't really give you an answer, but I, I mean, obviously I, I, I mentioned, you know, I, I name dropped some, some people. I listened to Mike Mandel's podcast, you know, I listened to Jason's podcast. I'm going to be listening to your podcast, you know, and yeah. I want to learn from, that's the great thing about what you're doing is, you're exposing an audience to a breadth of people that have different ideals, but we have this common ground of, of wanting to, you know, share what we know with other people. And, uh, and so I I really appreciate what you're doing. I think you're, you're doing, you're doing us all a service. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thanks. And thank you for letting me be a part of it as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Thomas, so this is going to be a, a trickier one. Uh, what would you say that people in the hypnosis industry or the, you know, the, the mind coaching industry should either start doing or stop doing? Um, I'll give you a little of both. Um, they should start being more curious and trying and, and stop trying to be like everybody else. Mm. Um, I mean, you know, again, I'm going to point to Jason Lynette. One thing that I always loved about him and and why I ended up um, working with him as as my first uh, trainer and mentor is that he said, you have to learn all the rules so that you can break all the rules. And I love that, right? Because once you understand what hypnosis is, you don't have to read some big, long, extraneous, uh, progressive muscle relaxation induction to get your client into trance. Right. You know, sometimes you can just be in conversation with someone and you recognize that they are already in trance. They're just, their eyes are wide open. Right. And, uh, and then, and, and so just like, you know, I talk in my book about the, the uh, competence confidence model that we all know from learning, mm-hmm. um, you know, once you, you start doing this and you, you become more confident at your skills, then it's really about recognizing that trance is already there. And now I just have to do something positive for the person that I'm talking with. And that's with clients or my own friends or family members, you know, sometimes. Uh, and, and so all of the people that I ha- have learned from and everyone that I will ever teach, um, it's going to be, you want to be a force for good, you know? So whether you're, uh, whether you're 
you know, one of those big names that everybody already knows or that's in the history books um, or whether it's, uh, you know, somebody up and coming. I'm only ever going to associate with people who want to help people, serve people and and, you know, lead the world better than they found it. That's that's what I want to do. Yeah, so. I think I, I think that is one of the reasons that you and I resonate yes. uh, together as well. Yes, agreed. Yeah. What would you say is the most misunderstood thing uh, about hypnosis? You know, um, the, I, I sort of have a spiel that I go through with all of my clients about what hypnosis is and what it's not. And I usually tell people, you know, for 27 years, I was a cop and not a single one of my days was like the movie Bad Boys or Lethal Weapon or any of those very entertaining Hollywood films. It's entertaining, but it's just not true. Most of what a cop does is actually quite boring, to be honest with you, all the paperwork and all that. Nobody's going to make a movie about that. So similarly, hypnosis, you know, um, I mean, yeah, there are some people out there that just because of their level of belief, you probably could get them to give you their ATM pin or, you know, tell some deep, dark secrets when they're in hypnosis. But I, I actually guard against that. I actually, you know, this is part of my disclaimer to my clients. Is you're not going to give me your ATM pin. You're not going to tell me your deep, dark secrets or tell me where Jimmy Hoffa's buried or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to make you do anything that you don't want to do right clients come here for a different reason than they might if they were at the comedy club with you know rich guzzy or one of those uh crafty you know stage hypnotists um so yeah i don't know if that answered your question or not but what i what i'm hearing there and this is essentially what i get a lot too is the the things that you see on tv and on movies are what uh, what a lot of potential clients, it's why they reach out because they think just snap the fingers right. and things will be different and it'll be over. Yeah. And everything will be, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what's, how can we, how can we help them understand what hypnosis really is? Well, and so, you know, you asked me uh, earlier, like, how should I, introduce you and I, I share with you I like to you know say I'm a mind coach and mm -hmm. a hypnotist right yeah. and I like that because I don't just want to do something to a client sitting in my chair I want them to understand from the very beginning that I am I'm training them I'm coaching them to use their own equipment right their mind um, their body their belief system um, to coach them to play the game better, if you yeah. like. Yeah. Um, and so uh, to me, it's, you know, if we could get away from the, you know, the pictures of, of everybody, you know, acting like they're casting a spell or uh, doing something, you know, um, weird. Uh, I, mean, I don't know any other way to say it, but yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, you know, at the same time, I will share this with you. The longer, because I'm, you know, I come from kind of a conservative world being, you know, being a cop and all that. The longer I've been a hypnotist and have been around other hypnotists and experienced the changes and things like that, the more, and you'll like the word, the more woo-woo I realize the world really is. You know? <laughs> yeah. It might not be as woo-woo as some people would like it to be. Yeah. Um, but there is there is still this sort of unexplained, like, how is it that I built this habit or this mindset over an entire lifetime or over decades? And now in just a few short sessions, you know, within, uh, you know, four to six weeks, I, I just it, the idea of having that anxiety of walking yeah. around with this bad habit in my life. Um, you know, whatever it is, uh, it's gone. And it's just something that's, it's, it's foreign to me. How is that possible? Yeah. So right. it does in that regard, it does kind of seem magical. Um, sure. 
Yeah. But but it's not. It's I mean, there's science that backs it up. You know, anybody can go to Google Scholar and they can read all these different, uh, you know, peer reviewed scholarly peer reviewed journal articles that have been done on hypnosis and everything from stop smoking to to uh, anxiety, test anxiety. Uh, you know, I've worked with with clients who who've been undergoing you know chemotherapy and and just really struggling with the uh, the nausea associated with that. And then in one session, no nausea. Yeah. You know, and so it seems magical in that regard, but it's not. There's science there. And so we've had the ability all along. We just didn't realize it. And um, mm. somehow or another, you know, over 10,000 years or something, you know, because uh, this thing that we do, this trance thing that we now call hypnosis or whatever, it's, and you can look on walls of ruins all over the world and see that there's been something like hypnosis going on for <laughs> longer than probably is recorded in history. Yeah. And yet, uh, I don't know, in the Western world, we just kind of blocked it out for, you know, 50 or 75 years. And now, you know, it's, uh, I feel like we're living in a, uh, almost like the technological age with regard to hypnosis, because it seems like, oh, there's this new thing and it's not new at all. Yeah. You know, we might do be doing it slightly different, but the reality is, is that it's, uh, it's been there the whole time. Yeah. And, and it seems like it's more than just hypnosis too. Like there is a whole resurgence of, uh, trance states and using yeah. those to make changes and there's lots there's so many different ways to do that yes yes and you know sadly because i know um you shared with me that you've had people on the podcast that are uh using you know psychedelics and mm -hmm. other you know herbal type things perhaps um you know like i said the woo-woo factor the crystals and all that other kind of stuff yeah. Yeah. like there's real science behind that but for so long, like we went, I don't know what happened. We went from, uh, you know, medicine was like, I mean, George Washington died of bloodletting, <laughs> right? So, so medicine was jacked up back then, but then that somehow or another over a period of time, it became this thing is like, that's the only answer. Yeah. And I'm not discounting that there's a, I mean, you know, modern medicine has done a lot for people, but at the same time, it's not the only thing out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes, uh, I hear hypnotists talk about how hypnosis is complementary to modern medicine and it can be, but I would suggest to you that maybe modern medicine could be complementary to hypnosis. Mm, that's a nice uh, reframe. I like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe we're doing things a little backwards here. Well, I, I certainly wouldn't disagree with that statement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, big pharma, big money, all that, they have you convinced yeah. that, hey, you have a problem, here's a pill, that's the solution, or a shot, or, you know, whatever. And, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, there's a time and a place for lots of things, you yep. know, but... Um, Hypnosis has, I mean, it, it's, it's powerful. I've seen people heal. I mean, it, it, it sometimes brings me to tears thinking about some of my clients that have made massive changes in their lives. Um, and they're, and they're going to carry that on to future generations. Yeah. And, um, and I get to be a part of that, you know, that's, it's pretty amazing. I, that's one of the reasons why we, we do the things that we do. That's right. So you've that's talked right. about, several uh, mentors throughout your life. Who do you have uh, as a mentor now, or maybe a role model that you look up now? Um, you know, uh, I, 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 I have a lot. Hmm. Um, so I can't really say like one person I'm honing in on. Um, but, you know, it, it's funny when I think about like the different people and the, the personalities and all of that. Um, I really like Chase Hughes. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I got to meet Chase uh, a couple of times. I spent a little bit of time with him. Um, you know, Chase comes from the military mm-hmm. background mm-hmm. in terrorism. I, I come from the, the the CJ side of things, and I've spent some time in the Middle East and uh, taught some counterterrorism classes. So I really resonated with with him. And then he's friends with Rich Guzzi. I'm friends with Rich Guzzi. Rich is a stage hypnotist primarily, and mm-hmm. Totally different, uh, you know, totally different background from, from where I come from. But I've learned a lot from him. Um, like I said, Jason, uh, Jason came from a theater background and became a hypnotist. And he's kind of, a, you know, kind of a leader uh, or one of certainly one of the leaders in hypnosis business, if nothing else, mm-hmm. uh, marketing and that sort of stuff. Um, Richard Nongard. Uh, is definitely I, you and I actually met in a Richard Nongard class, yep. I believe. Yep. Yeah. So Richard Nongard is is certainly he's been around a long, long time. Very well known as a, a solid hypnotherapist, and um, uh, actually wrote my book in his twelve uh, week book pro- oh, program. Um, so uh, you know all of those guys really. Um, I think are probably the ones that I follow the most on social media and have actually developed a relationship with. Um, I, I did meet Mike Mandel and I, I really, I, I've liked some of his programs. I want to go to his live program and respectfully, you know, he, he's not getting any younger. So I, I probably need to do that soon. Sooner rather than uh, later. Yeah. Yes, for <laughs> sure. Uh, but then again, I mean, gosh, I don't know if you've, spent any time with Mike, but he's, he's sharp as attack mentally. Uh-huh. He's physically fit. So I don't know, he might outlive me, but, uh, <laughs> but I'd certainly like to, to learn from him and Chris Thompson, even though, you know, Chris is kind of, you know, his number two, he's equally a very, very smart guy. Um, uh, both in hypnotherapy and NLP and the business side of things as well. So mm-hmm. Just being around those guys is uh, is always you know does my does my heart good and my uh, my my understanding of hypnosis uh, even better if yeah. that's possible. So, um, but then you know, like you and I met um, happenstance, and uh, um, you know, I don't know if the audience you can cut this out if you don't want it in there, but you and I um, just kind of connected and now we have a regular meeting that we do. And we, we, I've not only developed a friendship with you, but I've learned a lot from you and I hope that I can give mm-hmm. some piece of that back as well. I hope I, uh, I can reciprocate, but um, you know, so I'm just, I'm always looking to learn from anybody and everybody, you know? So it's one of the things that I love about this, this, um, industry and uh it's that because i love learning too i'm a lifelong learner and i never have to stop (laughs) like i'll always be able to learn things you know because talking with you there's there's things that we learned just from each other there's even if it's just a small thing those small things can make uh, a big difference absolutely well i've always i mean even in my law enforcement career i i've told people there's formal learning and there's informal learning. Mm-hmm. You know, formal learning is when you sign up for a class and you go away for a week or two weeks or whatever, a conference like Hitting the Thoughts or NGH or, uh, you know, any of those, um, ICDCH, any of those. But there's also informal learning, right? There's, you know, I, you subscribe to somebody's newsletter or you get in the LinkedIn group, mm-hmm. you know, these sort of things, I think, some of it is just people trying to sell you stuff. Um, but sometimes you get good stuff out of that. So, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to shut yourself off from those opportunities. Um, that's one of the things that I really like about listening to uh, Mike and Chris's um, podcast. Of, uh, what is it? Brain software. Brain software. Um, yeah. yeah. Is they're always referencing books and things. And they also, you know, bring on, uh, it's usually just the two of them, but like when they have programs, um, they'll, they'll get somebody from across the pond to go there to Canada and they'll do a training and then kind of, you know, boost their marketing or whatever, um, for them. And, and so, 
Um, I love that about them. I've, uh, I, I, the guy's name escapes me right now, but, um, but I, I did uh, pay for one of the classes that Mike and uh, Chris mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. A, a fellow from, from overseas that was it Freddie Jacqueline? I didn't do that one. I, I I missed that one. I would have liked to have done that. But there was a another fellow. It's a, um like hypnosis without trance yeah, or something. Uh, like that. Trip yeah. James Trip. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, I mean, sometimes it's like a rehash of the same things, and sometimes it's just a fresh perspective on something that. Yeah. you already do and it, it it clicks you know it changes things and um and so yeah i mean i i love uh i love learning all of it formal informal you know so based on all the all the things you've learned uh yeah. can you share with us uh, a simple technique that somebody could use to uh to begin to make a change in their life um, well, you put me on the spot there. I didn't see that question. In the, <laughs> um, I, so I'll, I'll, I'll share this with you. Uh, it's simple. Um, you probably do some form of the lemon experience with people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so in the lemon experience, and I don't know how much time we have, or if you want me to do my my quick, fast, down and dirty version of the lemon experience, I, I can do it. Right yeah, well, now. give us but, give us the quick, fast, down and dirty process. Okay, great. So anybody who wants to participate in this, you can do it with your eyes open. But I would invite you, if you are in a place that's safe, uh, and you can close your eyes for just about ninety seconds to two minutes. Um, just go ahead and take in a nice deep breath. And as you exhale, just go ahead and close your eyes on down. I want you to imagine or visualize being in a kitchen. It could be your kitchen, a friend's kitchen, one you've been in before, or one that just exists in your mind's eye, but be there now. Truly step into that reality. Feel with your own skin, hear with your own ears, see with your own eyes. Look around at the flooring, the counters, the countertops. Notice this kitchen is immaculately clean, better than brand new. In fact, there's no dishes in the sink. There's no clutter in the countertops. Make your way over to the refrigerator, open the refrigerator door, and as you do, again, notice it's immaculately clean, better than brand new. In fact, there's nothing in the refrigerator except for a single yellow lemon. Reach out for that single yellow lemon, and as you do, notice the texture of the skin of the fruit in a vibrant yellow color. Go ahead and close the door behind you now as you take that single yellow lemon over to the cutting board, uh, excuse me, to the uh, countertop where you'll see there's a cutting board and a knife suitable for cutting that single yellow lemon. Go ahead and pick up that knife and cut that lemon in half. And as you cut the lemon in half, notice the juices flowing across the blade, perhaps a seed popping out. Take one of those halves of that lemon and cut that half into half or two quarters of that lemon. Again, as you cut into it, notice the juices flowing across the blade. Go ahead and put that knife down, pick up one of those lemon quarters, and as you do, notice the texture of the inside of the fruit now. Begin to notice the aroma. And as you draw it closer to your face, go ahead and take a nice big bite of that lemon. Now, as you open your eyes and orient yourself back to your seat, you can probably notice that your saliva glands have been activated. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Yeah. And for most people, that is true. And so I, I, I do this with clients. Sometimes it's a prospect over the phone. Sometimes it's in my first session. But I like to do this to explain to them, this is kind of like hypnosis light, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you follow a simple set of instructions, right? So it's at any time, you know, if you just participated in that, you know that at any time you could have chosen not to participate, you could have opened your eyes, turned the phone off or whatever you're listening to this podcast on, could have turned it off and walked away, right? Right. right. So your, your free will was not imposed on. I, I, this isn't magic, mind control or voodoo. But because you allowed me to guide you through this experience, you were able to access a part of your subconscious mind that you perhaps don't normally access. If I had said to you, Joshua, uh, I want you to salivate a lot. I don't know anybody who can do that. Um, but using this brief visualization, and again, I haven't, I haven't uh, ever 
time myself, but I think it's about 90 seconds. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see when, when the clock. Yeah. You know, it was, right. it was about 90 seconds, two minutes, somewhere right in there. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you can use the same type of visualization for virtually anything that you want to do. You know, when I was, uh, when I was in narcotics, we would actually, you know, we would have pictures of the place we were going to do a search warrant on, right? And we would we would practice as if we were going in, whether it's a left angle or a right angle or that kind of stuff. But you know, you can you can close your eyes and see yourself in your gear stacking up, going through the door, mm -hmm. and run all the what if scenarios through your mind, and know that okay. You know, and I like to change it to instead of what if, it's when. Mm -hmm. right? So when this bad thing happens, then I'm going to do this. Right. When the intel is bad and the furniture is actually over here, mm. you know, and not over here, you know. So you run into all those and then it does, there's not fear involved. Instead, you just know that, okay, when I go through the door, when this happens, I'm going to do this. Right. And now you've already done it a couple of times dozens of times, maybe hundreds of times, right? So, you know, I don't care, you know, who you can think of as a, a sports legend, whether it's Michael Jordan or Peyton Manning or, you know, whoever, it could be Tiger Woods, whatever. They visualize themselves being, you know, consistent in their shot, being successful in winning the game, successful in winning the, the title, yeah. Um, I had to see it up here in order to manifest it out here in the world. And so a just taking a few moments a day to just close your eyes and walk yourself through being the successful version of you in whatever area of your life it is that you're working on, whether it's going to the gym, being successful in a relationship, mm -hmm. building a business, winning a prize, whatever it is that, that, that you endeavor to do. If you just take a few moments and, uh, and when you start with the, uh, well, what if I go to do this? You know, I get on a podcast and people laugh at me and don't like me. I have a technique for that, you know, it's <laughs> called stop technique. <laughs> and, and so you, then you, you go away from the negative and you go, okay, well, then, then I will do this. Yeah. Then I will do that, you know? And so, um, uh, to me that, that it's so simple, but, uh, but it's something that people don't do. They don't take enough time for themselves to see them. And how can I get you to believe in me more than I believe in me? Yeah. Right. So hope, hopefully that helps your audience. Yeah. So it's, it's really about imagining what you want instead of the things yeah. you don't want. I mean, it's not yeah. that it's not rocket science, but, but, uh, but there's what it will add to, you know, you can talk about visualize, visualize your future and all that, but the science of that is that that does literally create a, a pathway in the brain so yeah. that when you are in those situations, the brain can follow the pathway. That's basically That's right. what you're doing. So there's, right. there's neuroscience yeah. behind all of this. Yes. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. You're, you're changing mirror neurons. And you know what I think about when I think when I hear mirror neurons, I don't know why because I don't think that that's what they look like, but I think of them as like satellites in space. Okay. Right? So if I want to tune in, I don't know if you remember back in the old days and when everybody had like, you know, the big, uh, dish network dishes and you know, all that. Some people now still have the small, well, the big old ones. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 But I was thinking like my dad had one of those big giant right. ones and he hit a button and it moved to different places to hit different satellites. Right. Well, so, you know, you have to want to make your brain line up with the satellite that you want, the result that you want, mm -hmm. right? So I can't just sit here and go, I want HBO, but I'm just, you know, I'm just focused in some general area. I don't even know if HBO satellite is in that area. I'm just going to try to get HBO. It doesn't work that way. Right. 
So I have to first define a vision for myself. What is it that I want? I mean, you said it. Yeah. You know, not not what I don't want, but what do you want? Right. 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 So once you do that, then you can visualize yourself being that version of yourself. And then somehow our brains, as amazing as they are, they sort of reverse engineer how we're going to get from where we're at to where we want to be. What's it going to take to get there? Who do I have to learn from? What classes do I have to yeah. take? What mentor do I have, have to have? What kind of nonsense do I need to delete out of my life? Mm-hmm. You know, time wasting, you know, uh, uh, you know, have bad habits that we have, maybe sedating away from things, you know. So uh, to me, um, what I do, you know, as a mind coach, uh, as a hypnotist starts with me. Mm. Right. I mean, I, I had to see myself going from being a cop to being a successful right. hypnotist right. and having a book and being on a, a TV show and being on podcasts and, you know, all those that that didn't just happen. You know, everybody always says when they when they have a buddy of theirs that's successful, they always go, man, he's lucky. <laughs> No, they just didn't see all the failures and all the right. late nights and the, you know, so. As they say, um, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's so, exactly right. Tom, how do you envision the future of using these, these states of consciousness to, for personal or professional growth? Like what kind of, what gives you hope about the future right now? Well, I mean, you know, technology, these things are both a blessing and a curse, Mm -hmm. right? They can be a distraction, a sedation, if you will, away from your reality. Uh, But they also, I mean, I can literally get on that and I can contact people around the world. Yeah. Right. So I have access to learning that I never would have had before. And I also have access to be able to teach people that I never would have had access to teach before. So um, for me, you know, I'm I'm uh, I'm really working hard on the launch of my next level uh, group hypnotic coaching program. Mm -hmm. Um, I plan for it to be relatively small groups still because I want to have, you know, I I don't want to be. I don't want people to be drowned out, Um, but that'll allow me to touch more people. Um, And then I hope that within a year or so, uh, when it's successful, you notice I said when, not if, um, when it's successful, then I can actually train others to be trainers and they can be a part of the program and help me grow uh, the program. And uh, of course, that's going to, give me back time because Mm -hmm. now I'm touching, you know, a dozen or two dozen people instead of one-on-one. So I I can reach more people uh, in less time. And uh, I'm excited about that. So technology excites me, Mm -hmm. but I also, like so many other things, know that it can be, you know, it has a downside as well. So, And how can people learn more about you, Tom? Yeah, so I have two websites. Um, my local website is hypnosisofsavannah.com. And then um, my, you know, where the uh, next level hypnotic group coaching program will be and where my audios and things like that are at is thomassafrin.com. T H O M A S S A F R I N.com. Great. And uh, you can also follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, um, LinkedIn. Um, Great. I, I, I do have a presence on X or Twitter or whatever we're calling it today, but <laughs> who knows but what I, it'll I be by the time this, this, this podcast airs. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, um, I'll, yeah, I'll I'm, make I'm sure to, to... to get all those links on the show notes. So it's simple and easy for okay. everyone. And, Great. Thank and what's you the one insight that you want people listening or watching this to leave with today? You know, 
I mentioned earlier that I, I used the three words, unlock, shift, empower. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, people should really think about this concept of empowerment. I mean, we, you know, when you really think of it, I don't know where your listeners are listening to me from right now. But I think that if you'll take just a moment and pause and take stock in your life right now, you're probably living better than kings and queens did a thousand years ago or even 500 years ago. We're living in, a, in an amazing time, even though the world's not perfect. We got lots of things that we could complain about. Um, uh, we should be empowered to learn more, to do more, to experience life more. Um, and I, I just feel like there's too many people out there who are stuck in a reality um, that's not reality. It's their reality. And so instead of focusing on the negative, I just want you to think about the word empowerment, be empowered, um, whether it's me, whether it's you, Joshua, or some other hypnotist, um, if you don't, if you're not using self-hypnosis in your regular life, if you uh, have trauma, you have anxiety, uh, you don't know how to manage stress, you're having to sedate away with alcohol or illicit drugs or something like that. Um, why? Why do that? Live a better life. Be empowered. Um, and, uh, and then once you have mastered it, help others. Love that. Pass it on one of my top values, yeah. empowerment. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, uh, thank you so much for being, uh, for being here today, for kind of, for sharing everything that you've shared with us. It's been a pleasure to talk with you. Joshua, I really appreciate you inviting me on. It's been my pleasure, my honor. Um, and I look forward to, uh, to seeing you, you know, be the next uh, Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> Look forward to it. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. If if you did, please leave me a five star review on Apple Podcasts. That's how we can really reach the most people and get super states out there. It would really mean a lot to me. Don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform, or if you'd like it on video, you can subscribe on YouTube where you can stay up to date with Superstates. Make sure to let me know what kind of topics or guests you'd like to cover. You can get in touch in the comments, or you can just respond on any of my social media accounts at Joshua Ray Peters. I will promise to answer your comments. I'll see you all next week. Now remember, you carry the seeds of change inside, so stay flexible, keep growing, and embrace your transformation.